in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me the magic pear tree a long time ago in china of the yester years there once lived a farmer he grew pears in the countryside when the pears were ripe he loaded his stock on a wagon and carried them to the market to sell them pears fresh and juicy pears for sale the farmer shouted out The sight and smell of freshly plucked pears drew customers to him. His calls also drew a poor monk. Dressed in tattered scarves and coarse cotton clothes, the poor monk walked up to the farmer's elbow and begged for some fruit. "Oh, go away, old man. I have no pears for you today." The farmer shooed him away. When the monk didn't budge, the farmer yelled again. I am not giving you any pears. You have never worked a day in your life. You beg all day asking for fruits of our labor. Off you go. The farmer was harsh and unkind. Your wagon has hundreds of pears, oh farmer. You sell each of them. I have only asked for one pear. That is no great loss for you. Why are you so angry at me? tried the monk again. Oh farmer give away one of your rotten pears a bruised and damaged one perhaps how does it matter the crowd started to bring a truce between the two but they failed the farmer refused to give away a single pear to the monk no 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 i am not giving a pear for this man he yelled back seeing that the matter was getting out of hand the guard in the market gave a few pennies to buy a pear for the monk 
the beggar monk took the pair graciously and bowed to the guard. Thank you, you kind one. I am an old beggar. I left my home, gave up on all that I had. I don't have any money, nor any means to get myself food, shelter or clothing. I depend on the generosity of you people to get me a small fruit. You have given me the gift of a pear today. I shall repay it to you, to all of you, with fresh pears of my own, said the monk. The crowd gathered around the pear-selling farmer looked at the monk with awe and bewilderment. Did he just say that he would give them fresh pears of his own? Where would he get them? Did he carry pears of his own all along? Why did he fuss for the farmer's pears all this while? Was he a crook, a cheat or a miser? And while they were thinking and asking these questions in their head, the monk bit into his pear and started munching it with great relish. One bite after another, the monk ate up his pear while the crowd continued to look at him puzzled. By and by, he was left with a tiny seed. The monk held up the seed and asked, All I needed was this seed for planting. Does anyone have some water? And before anyone could answer him, the monk took out a shovel from the folds of his clothes, squatted on the ground and began digging a hole. By the time he dug a hole and dropped the seed in it, someone from the crowd handed him a jug of water. The monk poured some water onto the ground lovingly. And right there, before the eyes of the crowd that had momentarily gathered around the farmer to buy his juicy pears, the same crowd that had seen the monk and the farmer get into a bitter fight over a single pair, and the same crowd that had come to pacify the two men, the same crowd saw a miracle. There on the ground where the monk had buried his pear seed erupted a tiny plant. The stem grew steadily as the crowd watched on astounded. The tiny plant grew and grew. It grew stronger branches and lots of leaves. It was now a small pear tree. The crowds watched in complete amazement. They had seen nothing like this before. The tree sprouted leaves, then bloomed flowers, and then fruit. Juicy, fresh pears. The old monk smiled at the pear tree. He was waiting for this. He reached out with his wrinkled hands and plucked a pear and then handed it over to the person nearest to him. And then he went on, one pair and another and then another. He plucked the pears one after the other and shared it with the last of the assembled crowd. The crowd munched into his magical, delicious pear, marvelling over its sweetness and appearance. With the tree now empty, the monk took out an axe from his clothes and chopped the tree down. He picked up the tree trunk, put it on his shoulders, and walked away. All this happened in a trance, a sort of enchantment that had the entire crowd, including the farmer, under its charm. With the monk gone now, the enchantment broke, and the farmer turned to look at his wagon of pears. But they were all gone. Each of his pears, the last one in there, even the rotten, damaged, and bruised ones, were all gone. His wagon of pears, pears that were reared on his pear tree, in his farm in the countryside, was empty. One of the arms of his wagon 
was missing too. Did the monk cheat everyone? Was it his pears that the monk gave away? Or was it truly a tree that grew from the seed of the pear that was given to him? The farmer walked to a distance looking for the monk, but he was nowhere to be found. Down the road he saw the broken arm of the wagon. I've been cheated, said the farmer. The pears the monk gave away were mine. The farmer returned to the market, defeated and worn out, as the entire marketplace burst out into laughter. The story of the magic pear tree comes from China. Even though I had read and heard this one before, this time I read it in context of Chinese folk tales and tales of enchantment, a book that I bought recently. Reading a story in context of other stories it shares its origin from shapes one's response to folk tales of a certain genre. The magic pear tree has its origins in the Chinese philosophy of Taoism. And while I was reading this story, I was also lured by Confucius and the stories rooted in his philosophy. One of the main ideas of Taoism is the belief in balancing forces or yin and yang, or the idea that two opposite characteristics can exist in true harmony. And life is all about harmony and balance, isn't it? At least, it is the desire for harmony and balance that makes life worth it. The story of the magic pear tree is interesting as it throws up ideas of perception, haves versus have-nots, the balance of power and influence, of generosity, kindness and ownership, of hard work and loss. It talks of resources that we own, create and share. It has ideas of groupism, favoritism, compensation and reward. It has notions of justice, your sense of right and wrong and a magical process of germination, consumption and destruction. While this is a story seeped in Chinese philosophy, I can see that the story told appropriately in the classroom, living room or boardroom will stir up responses that will test the balance and harmony of yin and yang. Who is the victim of the story? Who is the hero? Turn it around and it is a dilemma tale that will test your sense of justice. Go ahead and share this story with someone today and have a conversation about it. You can always come back and tell me, what did you talk about? If you like the story or you like the stories in the podcast, send us a message in text or audio to contact at yourstorybank.com. I would love to carry your voice with me on this podcast. for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told, so go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say. If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story 
a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag #storytellingwithrituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.